Hi, this is Rita Hogan, and welcome to the Dogs Are Individuals podcast. I'm a clinical canine herbalist, and I've been practicing for over 20 years. This podcast is all about your dog through an herbal lens. So let's get to it and dive right in. Today on the podcast, we are talking about another short episode. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about vaccination, and that can be a tricksy subject, but we're going to get into it for a short period of time uh, upon a request, and I will read you that question in just a second. But first, I want to thank my new podcast sponsor, Earth Buddy. So earthbuddy.com, they have given our listeners, that would be you, a coupon code. How nice is that? It is HerbalBuddy20, all lowercase. It'll be in the notes, HerbalBuddy20. That's 20% off. That's amazing. I love it. They sent me this really great care package when we decided we would wanted to work together. First of all, it was beautiful. Like getting it in the mail was a lot of fun. And it had a re- some really great products. And so I got on their website, looked at all of their stuff that they, like their ingredients and their formulas and what they carry in general. And I was pretty intrigued. One of the products that I just wanted to kind of go over, and you can find this again at earthbuddypet.com, is their gut health Uh, supplement, which is colostrum. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was working with a client this week and I was talking about gut health and we, we were talking about colostrum and finding good sources of colostrum can be a little difficult. And this is a very good source grass-fed colostrum, very important. You know, you don't want corn fed colostrum. So there's a lot of crappy colostrum out on the market and we want traditional clean grass fed colostrum. And colostrum is one of the ingredients on this planet that can increase IgA and glycocalyx in the gut. So if your dog has been on antibiotics or if your dog has had or has any type of sensitivities or what's seen as allergies, uh, this is a great product to use. And you only need a little bit. I would definitely check it out. Check out their colostrum and all of their other products that they sell, including CBD products that I'm going to go through on each short. I'm going to go through a product that they carry and and just talk about it and why I like it. But I'm very impressed with their colostrum because colostrum has immunoglobins in it. And immunoglobins can really attach to foreign substances and get them out of the body. And that's what one of the reasons why I love it. So again, earthbuddypet.com and the coupon code is herbalbuddy20, 20% off. Okay, so let's talk about vaccinations today. And I was looking at a question that came into the podcast from Peggy. And she says, recently I had a conversation with a well-known veterinarian from DNM. And when... I mentioned my shock that my mom's dog was given canine influenza vaccine four times in one year. She said Florida vets are in love with their vaccines. Maybe you could do a podcast on responsible vaccination if one should choose that route. First and foremost, the only in the United States, 
I can't speak for other countries and stuff like that, but in the United States, the only vaccine that is required by law is the rabies vaccine. And if you do that vaccine, you want to, I would definitely opt for the one that is specced for every three years. It, I'm pretty sure it's the same vaccine, but I would have a vet that will do the the rabies every three years. And then you can prepare for the rabies vaccine. You can definitely prepare for it. And that's a different podcast, but you want to prepare the body to get vaccinated. And then you want to avoid like vaccine combinations. You want to do each vaccine at one time spaced out if you're choosing to go the vaccine route. Now, puppy shots, parvo, distemper, plus rabies later on, you know, that's usually the like the usual route of vaccination and the one that I recommend if you're going to vaccinate your dog for parvo and distemper. And then I recommend titer testing and looking at benefit versus risk. There's a lot of risks in over-vaccination. Uh, we don't vaccinate ourselves every year for everything and its mother and neither should our dogs be vaccinated that often. It causes a lot of immune problems. It also causes problem with aluminum toxicity, heavy metal toxicity. You know, there's more than just the, like the parvo virus and the distemper virus in the vaccines. There is, are so many things, so many ingredients in vaccines now and things that are called adjuvants, which stimulate the immune system. And these can be foreign proteins that are being introduced into the body uh, that cause a lot of problems over a long period of time. So you want to look at the benefit versus the cost. And so that's definitely one thing. And in her email, Peggy mentions daycares requiring vaccines. Get a pet sitter. Don't go to daycare. You know, if a daycare won't take your titer slip that they are covered with immunity and your dog has antibodies for that disease that they're requiring, then don't go there. It's really simple. You know, interact with your dog yourself. Set up play dates with other people and their dogs. Dogs don't need to go to daycare. I know when I had my boarding facility and daycare, I did not require those types of vaccines more than one time. And then I accepted titers. If we don't request these things, then change will never happen. And if your groomer requires silly vaccines to get your dog groomed, like distemper, which is a puppy and a old dog issue, you know, then get a different groomer. I know that sounds harsh and I don't mean to be harsh and I never want to be harsh. However, Dogs are suffering because of these silly requirements. And, you know, my insurance company for my kennel was fine with titers. And they definitely wanted the rabies vaccine because that's required by law. Totally get that. You know, if you choose not to give the rabies vaccine, that is your prerogative and that's your business. But for me, you know, I have to tell you that it's required by law. Giving a canine influenza vaccine, which are proven to be ineffectual. Research has shown, you know, there's so many strains of canine influenza. The vaccine only covers a few. And just like 
leptospirosis vaccine. And the Lyme vaccine was actually taken off the human market because it was causing so many problems, but it's still on the dog market, which is not okay, in my opinion. So, you know, again, weighing the cost versus the benefit. And that's up to you. But if you don't want your dog to be vaccinated for, you know, continually, then find a pet sitter, find someone you trust to watch your dog when you're out of town, find a daycare that will take her tighter. And that's about it, you know, or find a groomer. But it's up to you. But the only vaccine that's required by law is rabies. And, you know, have I vaccinated my dogs for like rabies in the middle of their lives? Sure, I have. I had a beagle. And she ran like 36 acres on our farm in Tennessee. And she had fights with everything, you know. And she was at a very high possibility of contracting rabies. And when I did her titer one year, she titered super low for rabies. And I gave her a single vaccine of rabies and I prepared her body for it. And I, and I supported her body afterwards And I really looked at the cost versus the benefit, right? And so if you are going to vaccinate, do it mindfully. Do some research, you know, ask, call a bunch of holistic vets and ask them their opinion. Dogs Naturally Magazine has some great information on that. Dr. Judy Morgan definitely has some great information on vaccines and vaccination and how much, you know, when you should vaccinate and, and different things that, you know, very technical issues that you that you can ponder and learn about. So Dr. Katie Woodley, I'm just thinking about other people that Dr. Koger, Koger, Lori Koger, she also has some information on vaccines. And, you know, you just have to look and educate yourself and then you can make an informed decision. You, you have to do what's right for you. And if you feel the vaccination is right for your dog, then that's okay. But again, make an informed choice. In my opinion, dogs don't need to be vaccinated every year. And that was never the case a long time ago. And in personally, it should not be the case now. The longevity in dogs is way down. Baseline theory is that, you know, you have this baseline and it keeps dwindling. And then people forget that the baseline used to be way out. Like, you know, when I was growing up, dogs lived until their mid or middle 20s. It was like a regular thing. And now an old dog is basically geriatric at eight years old, which is just insane and stupid. So we have to push that baseline back out. And one factor, in, you know, besides food and, in, you know, environmental toxicity and stress, over-vaccination is one of the things that humans and dogs have in common. I'm definitely not an anti-vaxxer, but I am a informed vaccination person. So that's my take on that. And I know it's not something that a lot of people want to hear as like, well, I want to take my dog to daycare. Well, if you don't want to over-vaccinate your dog, then, well, you can't go to that daycare. But if you keep telling daycares why you're not coming, they will change their rules. And if insurance companies understand that titers are valid and have research behind them, as well as holistic veterinarians that support titers, 
then they a lot of times will make an exception. Okay, so that's what I've got to say on vaccination. And that's about all. So again, thanks to my short episode sponsor, Earth Buddy. And we will talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dogs Are Individuals. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So if you love Dogs Are Individuals podcast, share it with your friends and family who love dogs. This will help me so much. And remember, as a listener, I appreciate you. Much thanks to Resonant Media, my podcast production team. This podcast is produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. Any questions? Email the show. Go to canineherbalist.com, click podcast contact in the menu, and then fill out that form and I'll answer any questions here online. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dogs Are Individuals podcast, and I'm going to talk to you in our next episode. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for veterinary care. This podcast doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor, veterinarian, or healthcare provider first before starting anything new, and that includes herbs. I'm not a doctor, and I don't treat disease or prescribe anything. I'm a traditional herbalist providing herbal support education only. Regarding any products I may suggest, the statements made regarding these products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here on the podcast is not meant as a substitute or alternative to information from your vet. Please consult your veterinary professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product.